coming in late on a Friday night and welcoming in the month of March like a lion. It is none other than your commission, Jay Farrell Elliott. That's me. And the dulcet tones of the learned drafter, the trophy husband, one Robbie Fetch. Your Fetch, good evening. It's so great, great to have you back on the podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It is March. It is madness. And we actually have madness and drafting as i was involved in two drafts this week yeah oh buddy two drafts this week we're going to get to that those were both our 39 dollar draft master drafts no they weren't you actually played in one of the classics this week so a little bit of both action we can talk about that uh we're looking forward to this monday at 4 p.m when teams can begin to reach out and negotiate uh, with agents as uh, we look to achieve a deal Uh, for players to change teams and fetch. There are so many intriguing things. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Your Indianapolis Colts have them a new quarterback. Uh, Do you think through a trade via free agency to unloosen the trading doors from up in Philadelphia that you can get a tight end and one Zach Ertz to go along with it? It would be nice. There's a lot of rumors out there with that. Tight end has been an interesting position with the Colts. Uh, They've tried Trey Burke, who obviously has been in this Philadelphia situation. We've talked about Mo Colley out. uh, Mo Colley. Yeah, easy for you to say. Cox Mm -hmm. a couple of times. And Jack Doyle has been, uh, you know, a staple there. But obviously the system needs tight ends and uh, Wentz and Ertz had such a great connection. That would be a a very important pickup for the Colts. When you look at all these mock drafts floating around the, the the number one tight end that you would uh, consider is the kid Pitts out of Florida, which they, which all uh, the scouts have written as a game changing tight end would be a fantasy football uh, dream to have a rookie tight end that could contribute, um, especially as we prepare to send our our champions from last year, our top five finishers and our big payback champions to uh, challenge in the FFPC. I guess it's all tied together. Free agency thoughts are connected to what a team is going to do in the drafts. with the salary cap at $182 million this year, players are willing to take uh, one-year contracts and very happy to have them to continue their play in the league. We talked about this with Eric Balkman on the High Stakes Fantasy Hour tonight, and I'm very favorable to it. Uh, we see today or yesterday the Houston Texans uh, inking Mark Ingram. Uh, Fetch, what do you think uh, about a player – like Ingram, who one year ago was a 1,000-yard rusher with 10 touchdowns. You know, from a talent perspective, Mark, great player. He has a lot of wear on those tires. I think that was a pickup for culture. Uh, Coach Mm -hmm. came from Baltimore, loved what he saw Mm -hmm. with Mark Ingram and his interaction with younger running backs, younger players on the team. Who bought in more? to Lamar Jackson than Mark Ingram and the big trust thing. So I think that's a team building. We know Houston has problems culturally with, with what has went gone on in the past. They need good locker room guys. 
They need guys who are going to bring the system from Baltimore and kind of change that. I think that's uh, what the Ingram deal does. I don't see it much on the fantasy side. I don't either. Uh, however, you played in two drafts this week. Uh, one, the Draftmaster format, format, 28 rounds, won the Classic League uh, at 20 rounds, which will be a managed league. It's a situation, if you're sitting there with David Johnson, how pleased you should be to be able to add Mark Ingram in the 20s-plus rounds and uh, lock up that uh, backfield down in Houston with who knows what it'll be to uh, uh, to to uh, have the quarterback there, John McClain. You ever spent much time with him, the Houston uh, the Houston writer, and now sometime media personality associated with the NFL Network and variety of uh, Twitter podcasts. You ever listened and read him much? I've read some of his articles. He's very outspoken. Uh, been around a, back to the Oiler days, so he has a lot yeah. of NFL roots to him. You know, he's, he's got that. And I think he's one of the true gifts of, of what is available in information. And there's, there's no better information. There's no more intriguing information uh, in the NFL than what's coming out of uh, Houston. Um, You did the slow draft. Um, I have talked with uh, many of our players and requested that they do a slow draft. uh, Draft master three is up and needs four. I hope everyone will, uh, will rush to enjoy that. Uh, it's uh, a six hour clock. Uh, Fetch, how long, how many days did it take you to complete the 28 rounds? So two and a half, three weeks? Took us two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. 14, 14 days. Not too bad. And I would suggest people look into these, especially with the draft masters format this early in the year. It, if you're a little, you know, this is your first draft of the year, whatever, we'll kind of want to get used to it. That extra time gives you plenty of time to, to dot your I's, cross your T's, make sure you, you know, get a, a, a good combo of running backs, receivers. And especially if you've ever done this draft masters format, man, do we see runs at quarterbacks or runs at tight ends. And if you get hit on that run, it's nice to not be 90 second. Oh, crap. What do I got to do now? It's a it's a great situation when you are able to start one of those runs, and you just see players <laughs> going behind your guys. And that, that really makes you um, that really makes you feel good. What I like about it when I've been playing in the FFPC with them um, is is you learn about the rookies. You learn a, a great deal of depth about the rookies, and you learn where some some of the great bargains are right now. Uh, in, in fantasy football, and they run throughout the gamut um, of, of the draft. I, you know, we talked about uh, uh, Terrell Williams, uh, and I saw him going to Philadelphia. Oddly enough, he ended up in Detroit. He ended up on my roster in the 28th round. Now, there's a legitimate uh, NFL wide receiver on draft master roster in the 28th round. I would be tempted to draft him. Um, in one of the classic leagues, but let's, who have you picked up that you were really in looking back at your roster? You said, I'm, I'm pretty excited about having this guy. So many guys, but I mean, the classic that I uh, drafted in Tuesday night was just brutal. I mean, great mm-hmm. drafters. 
Every time I thought I was going to get a steal, he went two rounds before I wanted him. I mean, it was just. Which is just like the main event, by the way. Yes. And that's what it's such a great prep for. It it is. And so much different after doing a draft masters where we got our quarterbacks going so early. I was the one taking quarterback early and uh, with Pat Mahomes in the fourth round. And I went tight end early with Travis Kelsey. So I did the nice um, double up from, uh, the Kansas city chiefs that I, mm-hmm. you always talk about doing, but man, did that make it tough finding receivers late. Now, again, we know uh, receivers are out there and, and they're plentiful, but guys like Michael Pittman were going in the seventh round and right. it just, you could not get a steal on, on anybody in that draft. Yeah. I think our days of getting Pittman in a double digit round are far gone. Uh, he's, He's going in that neighborhood where uh, uh, last year C.D. Lamb and that group were going, and and uh, you know it's it's nine or earlier for Pittman. Is there anybody that you are say in the top five rounds, or say through the f- top four rounds, the forty-eight first guys off the board? Is there somebody that you see coming into that group that that? you just don't like as a player or are you like me? Are you looking at those players and saying, you know what? I can make a legitimate case of having any of these guys within the round that they're going in. You know, Will Fuller is an interesting guy. He's going Mm -hmm. seventh round, which is about where he went last year and his production when he played Uh, was great, but this is a guy I'm really worried about because I think Deshaun Watson had a lot to do with that, and I wonder uh, what teams are going to be scared off um, after that suspension that he took last year. Interesting. So you think Will Fuller, who is in free agency, correct? Yes. Will Fuller will be uh, – some character issues will keep him from realizing his potential, and some some teams will say, well, he he has the – one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he couldn't be successful. Couldn't you see what Will Fuller might get accomplished with, say, the Green Bay Packers? You think uh, you think that they, they would be thinking about uh, suspension? No, but they would be thinking get a very cheap one-year deal, and if he's willing to do well, that, that would yeah. be a great landing spot. But we well, know the, the Packers are not big in free agency. Well, that may change. That that may well change this year, especially, especially to lock up some wide receiver help. I mean, how much longer can we continue to talk about it? That's why those Green Bay wide receivers, uh, with that offense and that quarterback, uh, all of them after after uh, Adams, all of them are drafted uh, very very deep and and considered afterthoughts uh, after the tight end. It is, but I think in free agency, Green Bay's number one objective is to get something done with one Aaron Jones. Yeah, well. Now, now I did in the Classic, uh, because of that, go ahead and get a um, one, um, why can I, A.J. Dillon, who I think sure. has some upside, looked really good in the playoffs. And if, you know, Green Bay decides to go away from him, he could really have a uh, good year. I think the most likely player to leave in that is Williams. Uh, but everybody, you know, we can have a lot of uh, views and opinions on the 
running back situation in Green Bay, and you're likely always to be wrong. As soon as you think you've got it figured out, they'll slip something else to you. Fetch, we're getting ready to have um, the announcement of our Run to Daylight tournament. Uh, Very, very successful last year as we were all locked in uh, into COVID. And uh, here in uh, uh, Kentucky, we reopened uh, businesses uh, May 20th, and that's about the time we were closed out the Run to Daylight and and, and opened up the – opened up the checkered flag championship. Do you think our spring leagues are going to be uh, as successful and as plentiful as they were last year? I do. I think the big key to all this is the draft has become such, and when I say draft, because the NFL draft is such a huge event now, and we're all talking about That's why we're having so much fun now drafting before they go. Wow, once these rookies, we know where they're going and free agency's done, then the, 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 it just really ticks up with what we want to do with fantasy and that excitement. Now we know OTAs are coming. It's kind of like the kickoff of, of a new football season in some ways, even though I know we have to wait to August. But, man, mm-hmm. I, I think having those spring drafts right after that, it really gets it going, and it's exciting. You, you, we kind of build off that buzz of the draft. You know, uh, there is a buzz going around. We had uh, several new guys in the uh, new players with us in the uh, in the early classics, as well as, as some of the draft masters. Uh, and we look forward to to welcoming those guys. Last year, they were thinking about it, and you know, then it, it, with with COVID, everything essentially got disqualified, especially if someone had to come from a very, very long way in play. Those guys uh, uh, are are making up some of our early uh, registrations. If you'll notice, we have a a hotel code uh, for you to use. I had to actually go and get more rooms, uh, replenish into the block because the first group of rooms I set up are already taken. If you need to check with that code, it'll be sent out uh, in a MailChimp this week we'll get it posted on the website as well if it's not there already um, it's one of the things that um, um, that I notice is people haven't had an opportunity to do much so just planning something is exciting and, and, and for yeah. us last year planning the uh, uh, planning to run to daylight was very exciting and seeing the response so I'm hoping everyone will take an equal interest in it this year and these draft masters these $39 draft masters I think are doing a great job uh, preparing uh, drafters and giving them a very good idea of what some of these players know when we you know where they're going to be and where they're going to go but by the time we get to the run to daylight uh, we would have had our draft our NFL draft and free agency would have been complete Fetch, give me your best, your best intriguing guess on anything you want to talk about, be it free agency, trade, draft pick, anything that you surmise happening that you think will be a real huge game changer in all fantasy football this year. There's been a little bit of noise about the Arizona backfield. 
mm-hmm. and Chase Edmonds mm-hmm. actually being a lead back. And we kind of talked about Kenyon Drake in the past and the fact he's never really done it for 16 games or whatever. And I think that that, that is coming to fruition. I think we saw glimpses of it in the past on Chase Edmonds, and I think you're going to see him skyrocketing up boards. Uh, maybe into that fourth, fifth round. Right now he's in the seventh, eighth kind of category as that second back. But I think we hear more news. Maybe a Kenyon Drake gets cut. Maybe something happens there, and he skyrockets upwards. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you're talking about with these draft masters. We know where our, our, our regular players are. It's the guys who may get a new starting spot. Are like last year, people set on digs going to Buffalo, and I was one person saying, oh, he's going to Buffalo. They'll be terrible in December, but boy, well, was I wrong. And yeah, that's, you, that's you, the you, kind you of just you, you need to update your farmer's almanac, Fetcher. I, I, just a I little will. bit too – you're a little bit too weather-oriented. You're <laughs> a little bit too worried about what's going to happen in Buffalo when it's cold. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster, another guy may end up in a new place, still so young. Maybe that fresh start with someone with a stronger arm that can get him the ball down the field. Maybe that's a guy that moves up two or three rounds. Those are the players we're looking at. Kenny Galladay, we assume Detroit's going to resign him after everything, but maybe he goes to a new spot as Detroit. It, it may be starting totally over with the Dan Campbell now at the, the helm. Last week on uh, the High Stakes Fantasy Hour, I made a uh, my case for how I thought that uh, – Galladay would get the tag. Uh, I was really making a case that Galladay will stay with the Lions. And I still want to make that case, but I thought it was very intriguing um, that the general manager at Detroit uh, decides to forego the tag and compete with the player. And let's see what the player can put together in free agency with a $182 million cap because if he had given him the tag and the player has the year that I think he can have, how expensive would Kenny Galladay be next year? But they can tag him this year and then wait a year to see what that performance is or, or not tag him this year and, and, and just go ahead and do a free agency deal uh, in this market for him. Get a, uh, so, uh, get a longer deal, you're thinking, but yeah. get him at a bargain to what he would be if he had a great year this year on a tag we're, deal. We're learning in football to buy now. You know, it pay now. Pay for that player now because that, that deal could be eclipsed later. And so I think that was very intriguing is to trust uh, trust the market and trust your ability to sell on Kenny Galladay. Now, there's players fetch that – uh, you know, Curtis Samuel, I think, a very, very interesting free agent. Corey Davis, which I've heard talk about Corey Davis headed to your Colts, a uh, mm-hmm. player that Indianapolis is very, very familiar with and a player that, that I think the world of. Uh, Hunter Henry is a potential tight end that could find a, a new landing spot. And, and these are guys that their career takes on a different feel uh, once, once they become – transplanted and just like Diggs, Diggs went from a an excellent receiver into into a challenging as one of the best three receivers in the game with his change of scenery being the number one guy. Yes, and that the, the tagging of players this year has been very interesting. 
We go to Dak, who was tagged. Now they're going to do a long-term deal. Now you have the Cowboys, highest-paid running back, highest-paid wide receiver, and basically close to maybe this year the highest-paid quarterback. Oh, yeah, that deal deal is just fascinating that included – for Dak, uh, seventy-five uh, million dollars uh, up front. It's just just an incredible deal, and you know the press conference on that after the signing of that deal, Fetch, uh, uh, Jerry Jones. Uh, it was just a, it was just so in his element. It was just fascinating to watch, you know. Is uh, and and he had some very complimentary things in, in the, to say about Dak, but. You know, he did not see the microphone. And one of the things you see about Jones, love him, hate him, or fall somewhere in between, uh, what I do love about him is he is so passionate about football. And I guess if I had bought an asset and watched it appreciate like uh, Jerry Jones had of the Dallas Cowboys, I would be equally passionate about football. Fetch, how many teams are you going to play this year? How many teams have I already played? Five. No. Nope. How many teams in the main event are you going to play this year? That's. I mean, that's a long way. I no, buddy. It's not a long way. It's five months off. And, three to five uh, is usually my comfort zone. Three to yeah, five. three to five. I think you're going to get up to six or eight this year because <laughs> I think you are going to develop um, such a confidence from playing in our early leagues that you're going to want to spread that confidence out. Now, everybody knows you have a big, big role in making this thing go. You contribute to the podcast. Uh, you run an auction. Last year you ran two because of the uh, non-availability of Justin McCord. You step up and step into leagues when when somebody needs to fill them. I think you even played in one of the Midnight Madnesses last year. I was playing again. Again, yeah, this year. I, I F- was challenged. Uh, it seems like as I sign up, people think that maybe I'm a little bit of a, a goat heel or something and like to join in to, to draft against me. Think they got an advantage or something. I don't I, know I, what I, it is, Fetch. You are one wants of the, me in every draft with them. you. You're one of the finest guys in the world, but you stir up I, some I type the, of acrimony these from these. You, you stir up this acrimony from guys like Jim Cole, who's one of the sweetest characters you'll ever see. And, he, you know, he, he brings beer across country for everybody to, to sample. Did you get a beer sample? I, I never know. No, you didn't even know he brought any beer. No, you, no, I know he F- brings beer. I'm just never invited into the room. To FBI, FBI, the, you know, the champions. Yeah. They, they, they give me a T-shirt here once in a while. Those FBI guys. Do. Yeah, they'll, they'll uh, throw me a bone with the T-shirt as they pull me into another division that they're going to win. Yeah, you know, I, I, and you know, they know you're a good player, but I, you said something once about their roster, and it was off the cuff, and I don't even think <laughs> you remembered it correctly, and. And those guys, uh, those those guys were very very uh, upset about it. Hey, you know one of the biggest values uh, in um, in in counting on rookie players if if you're if you're in the uh, if you're in the uh, front office of an NFL team and you're undecided about what you want to do, just draft a player from the SEC. Just go ahead and, <laughs> and make sure. Uh, you got an SEC player uh, because 
you know, that that's exactly what uh, you need to be successful. Which one is it Chase or is it Smith? Which one is your guy, Fetch? I, I like Devontae Smith. I think he fits more into this new spread NFL. Uh-huh. I loved, loved what Alabama did with him with, with the motions, which is what we're seeing with like Tariq Hill, the way Andy likes to use the motion to get mm-hmm. him free so you don't press to these really smaller but very quick wide receivers. Who does he remind you of? Hill? Is, is it largely Hill that he reminds no, you of? He, nobody's that fast. Um, that type of guy, I mean, uh, kind of uh, between a Mar- Markel Hardman or, and and Hill, uh, except he's got a lot better receiving skills than a Hardman. I think he can do he can do those side to side speed routes, but he can also run the post, run the out routes. Who's Chase uh, remind you of? Uh, more of like a uh, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you know, coming from that LSU, and if he can have that production, oh wow! I think one of the great things about um, Smith's situation is that there was not a combine this year because, it, it, you know, the, the football people sitting in the stands away from the field, but in the stands, and you look down there and you see all the wide receivers, and you see that he's the smallest one. Right, and you just can't get that visual out of your head, you know. Right. They, and, and you know that didn't happen this year, so they they don't they don't see it, and they know it. They know what they know how tall he is, but they just they just don't have to stand there and look at it. I, I think that's that's going to be uh, it's going to be helpful. Trey Lance, how much technology do you think is changing scouting? Though you know, so much we used to worry about these combine times and everything else. But for football guys, now that with, with, with all these advanced stats and everything, uh, you know, connected to the players where they can actually get their speed from the game. So you oh, see a 40 time in, yeah. in real life compared to that 40 time in the combine. And there's difference. You want to know what the guy's going to run in pads during a game, not just in, in, on a trip. Because yes, we've been fooled, com- combines, they fooled us. I mean, they, they fooled some of the great great scouts of all time uh, i've seen a guy like john ross run that four two and he just he can't hasn't done it in the nfl you know what i'm saying there is there is that situation but you you've got to realize that that the um people are resistant to change and the these the technology to measure these uh are, are more for entertainment purposes the, the speeds that players are achieving because it's uh, it's not synchronized, you might say, and every game is different, and so I don't know if they would trust those numbers. I really think that the, the drills and, and watching the way the player moves is the key to the combine and the key to the scouting, and you can do that watching the way the player moves in the game, it's a little bit about what you're getting at. But what I think it is, is to find a player that can play up to his time speed. That's less important. The time speed is becoming that way. And you can see how the player moves through the three cone drill and, and some of the other drills, you know, the explosiveness of a player, like when, like when Fant, um, 
vertical 39 and a half. Uh, how many times can you lift the 225? You know, Galladay, as we talked about earlier, Galladay is a skinny kid, you know, that, that came out of Northern Illinois and he has a skinny body, but he goes in there and he pumps the 225 18 times and he's got long arms. You know, he's not like a, a, a guard who has those short arms. He's got long wide receiver arms and he's pumping that 225. And I got to tell you, it was just Im- impressive as hell. So you think then about core strength. So all of that, I believe, tells a story. And it's not and, just and wrapped up in the 40. It's funny, though, you talk about the measurements because notoriously, uh, programs, guides, coaches have always uh, fudged the numbers a little bit so it's always interesting that's probably one of the most important things that's done at the combine is legitimate weight height yep um, arm hands all that stuff and all that is missing this year and you know what has also been missing fetch is our regular appearances on the podcast here and we're going to try to get Uh, As we pick up and move towards the draft, we're going to try to get a much more um, legitimate time and and regular schedule. We want to give a shout out to all the players before we close here tonight. We're very, very pleased to get you, Fetch, uh, back on the other end of the phone where we can talk a little bit of fantasy football. Fetch, we've got one draft open for registration that's turned red that we would like to get started. Uh, that is Draftmaster number three. Uh, I don't believe you'll be joining this one, but if you are, uh, everyone, once again, will be excited about the chance to beat up on you and develop a little more fetch acrimony. Go ahead and give our players, uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Nashley, and Kevin Williamson, a toast from the bar tonight, and we're glad to be back. Uh, f- uh, fetch closing things and any message you want to deliver. I, I need Justin McCord back on the podcast. It, it oh. helps my rapport. I, I need somebody doing my yang to my yang. I mean, come on, you got to challenge me. I, I, I need that from Justin. So I'm calling Justin out. And, and again, what a great combine classic. We had playing guys like Ralph Siobhan, seeing them and they, they beat up on me a little bit. I, I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. I guess I need to do a couple more of these draft masters to, to fine tune my skills for this year. Buddy draft master three awaits the fetch and everyone else in the KFFSC family go sign up and hopefully we can even be drafting tomorrow. We'll send all the draft boards out. You can get them on the Facebook page. Uh, they'll also be attached to the next MailChimp. fetch. Thanks for being available late night. We'll get back together earlier this week, talk a little more football and some of the guys that might take you to the uh, 18th Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. I'll see you later, buddy. Good night.